hello friends, and welcome to the Shellac Stack. My name is Brian Wright, your host for this little musical variety program featuring 78 RPM records from my collection. It's music from the first half of the 20th century. On today's program, I've got quite a variety of records for you. Scanning the playlist here, we've got records from oh, about 1923 all the way up to about 1955. We'll hear some dance bands, some pianists, some unusual instruments, some good vocalists, some good jazz, a nice assortment today. I thank you very much for tuning in and listening to the records with me. We'll start first with a record by Andy Kirk and his 12 Clouds of Joy. Andy Kirk led a really good Midwestern band in the late 1920s and early 1930s, probably most notable for including a very young Mary Lou Williams in the band as pianist and arranger, I think even before she was Mary Lou Williams. She was still with the band in 1936 when they made this record for Decca. It was recorded in New York on March 7, 1936, and the title is Christopher Columbus. admit, I'm not normally much of a fan of riff-based compositions, but this one 
Christopher Columbus is just so infectious, I can't help but like it. And there are a lot of good recordings to choose from. I can think of the one by Benny Goodman and his orchestra. There's one by Fats Waller and his rhythm. This one, though, was by Andy Kirk and his 12 Clouds of Joy. They recorded it in New York in March of 1936. In case you were wondering, the tune was by Leon Barry and Andy Razaf. It was issued on DECA 729. A fine way to start out this edition of the Shellac Stack. For those of you just joining us, welcome. My name is Brian Wright, and we're listening to 78 RPM records from the first half of the 20th century. We'll continue now with a record made in 1955, or thereabouts, by the Furco String Band, directed by William Connors. I first remember encountering the Furco String Band on a couple of LPs that I picked up when I was in elementary school. I must have been only about five or six years old at the time. And those Furco String Band records were among the first adult records that I acquired. (laughs) I have to be careful how I say that. I don't mean adult in the sense of being naughty, but adult in the sense that they were not specifically children's records. Anyway, the Furco String Band goes back to about 1922 when they were officially founded, though some progenitors of the band existed as far as the early 19-teens. They've long been associated with the Philadelphia Mummers Parade, and to my knowledge, there's a version of the Furco String Band still performing today. They recorded quite prolifically in the 1940s, 50s, and 60s, and uh, the record we're going to hear now, as I said, comes from 1955, though the song goes back about 34 years earlier. From 1921, the tune by Con Conrad is Ma, She's Making Eyes at Me. Watch out, this thing will hit you like a brick wall.
to Pete and what's that they say? Now what's that they say? And while they keep playing, I'm humming and swaying. It's the good ship, Robert E. Lee, that's come to carry the cotton away. Oh, won't you join that shuffle and throng? Say, don't you hear that music and song? Go get your best pal, real gal, and go down to the levee. I said to that levee, where we'll join that shuffle and throng. Oh, don't you see them scuffling along? It's simply great, mate, waiting on the levee, waiting for the Robert E. doesn't matter what kind of a mood I'm in, I always smile when I hear Lou Waters and his Yerba Buena jazz band. I think that was Clancy Hayes singing on that record, but he's not credited anywhere on the label. Waiting for the Robert E. Lee, a tune by L. Wolf Gilbert. That was recorded at Hambone Kelly's in El Cerrito, California, where Lou Waters and his band played regularly in 1950. The record was made on January 15, 1950, issued on the Mercury label 11025. Before that, a novelty piano composition by Roy Bargy and Charlie Strait called Knice and Knifty. Or maybe you're not supposed to pronounce the K's. Maybe it's just nice and nifty. But then why put the K's? That was pianist Ernest L. Stevens, one of the house pianists at the Edison label in the early 1920s, supposedly one of Edison's very favorite pianists because he could play in a wide variety of styles and was apparently quite a workhorse, too. He would come in and make test records for hours and hours for Edison, trying out different recording horns and different pianos and different positions, and made quite a few issued records as well. That was Edison 51209, recorded at Edison's lab in West Orange, New Jersey, on July 11, 1923. And we started the set with the Furco String Band in 1955, a media record, Ma, She's Making Eyes at Me. Well, up next, I thought we would listen to a trio of records that are somewhat unusual instrumental numbers. You'll see what I mean. First up, from January 6, 1946, a recording by drummer Baby Dodds. This is his Drum Improvisation Number 1, issued on the Circle label, record number J-1001. I don't have too many drum solos on record that take up an entire side the way this does, and if the thought of a drum solo sends you up the wall, don't worry. It's, uh, I think, as far as drum solos go, this one's pretty palatable. <laughs> After that, a really interesting record by a guitarist whose name I will withhold for now, but serious record collectors or people who spend a lot of time looking at 78s will know the name of this performer, even if you might not identify him just by hearing this record. But then again, maybe you will. The tune is called The Farmer's Dream from 1925. And we'll finish the set with the eerie-sounding theremin, one of the first electrical instruments from the 1920s. We'll hear The Swan by Camille Saint-Saëns, played by Dr. Hoffman, 
Samuel Hoffman was his name, Capital 1378 from 1951. But to start us out, here's Baby Dodds with his drum improvisation number one.
that piece seems so perfectly suited to the theremin, it's difficult to believe that it was composed some 40 years before the instrument was even invented. That was Samuel Hoffman, credited on the label as Dr. Hoffman, performing The Swan by Camille Saint-Saëns in about 1951. Before that, Frank Ferreira was the guitarist playing The Farmer's Dream, a Columbia record, number 418-D, from July 7, 1925. Frank Ferreira made scads of Hawaiian records in the 19-teens and 20s. This one is a little out of character for him, but I think it's a really interesting piece. He's the composer, and uh, where else would you hear it but on the shellac stack? <laughs> and starting off the set, Baby Dodds, his drum improvisation number one, a circle record, that's the label name, from January of 1946. Not just any day in January, January 6th, 1946. And the next two records were also recorded on January 6th. The first one in 1927, it's by George Olson and his music, a Victor record of Sam the Old Accordion Man, Fran Fry, Bob Borger, and Bob Rice, the vocal trio. And then from January 6th, 1925, we'll hear Lou Gold and his orchestra, a pretty hot rendition of Everybody Loves My Baby, but my baby don't love nobody but me. A cameo record number 678. So a couple of January 6th records for you now, starting off with George Olson. Dixie Land. In the evening, by the moonlight, when the 
sun's gone down. How the lovers, heavy lovers, love to hang around. He plays those chords like nobody can. They call him Sam, the old accordion That's a pretty good record. Lou Gold and his orchestra. Everybody loves my baby, but my baby don't love nobody but me. Cameo record number 678, recorded in New York City on or about January 6th, 1968. 
1925. I think Lou Gold made some of his hottest records in late 1924 and early 1925, but of course he continued to record throughout the 1920s and even into the early 1930s, and there are quite a few other decent records among his very prolific output. A few years ago, I had the great pleasure to work with my friend Randy Scretvet on a CD devoted entirely to Lou Gold. At the time we started it, not very much was known about Lou Gold. He was something of a mystery figure. Randy wasn't even sure there was such a person as Lou Gold, but he was able to get in touch with some surviving family members of Lou Gold and learned quite a bit from them about the man and put together a very interesting biography of him that's published as part of the booklet that accompanies the CD. It's on the Rivermont label. Yeah, a little shameless plug here, but if you enjoy hot dance music of the 1920s, I'd encourage you to take a look for it. The CD is called It's Tight Like That, Lou Gold and His Orchestra. Before that, we heard from George Olson and his music, Victor 20425, also from January 6th, but that one of 1927. Fran Fry, Bob Borger, and Bob Rice sang Sam the Old Accordion Man, a song by Walter Donaldson. Well, let's continue now with three records by three different musical Rexes. First up, Rex Irving and the Boys. Although in this case, that's something of a misnomer, as there really is no Rex Irving (laughs) involved on this. It's Irving Riskin, the man behind the pseudonym. And if that name sounds familiar to you, it's because back in the 1920s, Irving Riskin was quite a well-known jazz pianist. Well, maybe not well-known to the general public, but certainly among musicians. He had made his first records with the Scranton Sirens Orchestra in New Orleans in 1925, and by 1927 was playing and recording with Gene Goldkett's orchestra. He's the pianist on the Goldkett record of I'm Looking Over a Four-Leaf Clover. He also made a number of records with Frank Trumbauer's orchestra and Bix Spiderbeck, things like Ostrich Walk, Riverboat Shuffle, I'm Coming Virginia, and Three Blind Mice. He's the pianist there. In the 1930s, he was performing with Benny Goodman's orchestra, and then he took time to make a few records under the name of Rex Irving and the Boys for the Variety label and the Royale label, some of those Eli Oberstein products. And that's what we're going to hear now. I'll get back to the record in a moment. I'll just finish up the Irving Riskin story, which is to say that he began composing jingles and things for radio and TV in the 1940s and 50s. For many years, he was the chief arranger for the Lucky Strike hit parade. In the 1960s and 70s, he became taken by Jewish music and worked as director of music at Temple Beth El in Hollywood well into the 1970s. Anyway, back to the record at hand. This one is called Toy Department. It's on the Royale label 1787, recorded in about October of 1939. And among Other names you might recognize in the group, Sid Pelton plays Mellophone. Most of the other names are probably not that well known today. After Rex Irving, we'll hear from Rex Green, a pianist from Australia playing his own composition, The Not-So-Often Stomp, recorded in Melbourne in August of 1948, issued on the Ampersand label. And after that, a little something from Rex Stewart's Big Four, featuring a surprise guitarist, whom I shall... Again, not mention the name of here. (laughs) We'll see if you can figure out this guitarist as he comes along. First up, though, Rex Serving and the Boys Toy Department. (laughs) 
If I had told you the name of that record at the start of this set, it would have given away our mystery guitarist. The title of the record is Django's Jump, spelled D-J-U-M-P. Of course, that means our mystery guitarist was Django Reinhardt, recorded in Paris, April 5th, 1939. That was Rex Stewart's Big Four, an HRS record, at least this issue. I think it was originally on the Swing label over in Europe. Before that, Rex Green, an ampersand record made in the Melbourne in August of 1948, the not-so-often stomp. And we started with Rex Irving and the boys, really Irving Riskin, or Itsy Riskin, if you prefer, Toy Department from 1939. Well, of course, in Latin, Rex means king. So I thought we'd follow this with a few king records. We'll start this next set with the Banjo Kings. Thank you. 
picture of an angel Wait till you see It's gonna be the image of you Then I'll get acquainted with my angel Take it from me It's gonna be the image of you I'll take some blue out of heaven Use it for your eyes You out of heaven Will help me win the Nobel Prize When I paint that picture of an angel Wait till you see It's gonna be the image of you Jefferson Lord, play that barbershop chord. Play the barbershop chord. That soothing harmony. Sweet harmony makes a terrible, 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 terrible hit with me. Play that strain. That minor part I feel your fingers slipping And a grip in my heart Oh, Lord Mr. Jefferson, Lord Mr. 
especially for my friend Neil Siegel, if he happens to be listening. That's Play That Barbara Shop Chord, sung by Judy Garland and The King's Men, an MGM record made in November of 1948. Before that, Henry King and his orchestra, a DECA record from June of 1937. The song by Joe Young and Fred Allert is The Image of You. The vocalist there was Joseph Sudi. And we started off the set with a Good Time Jazz 78, number 43, from July of 1951, The Banjo Kings and Alabama Bound. I think we have time for one more record today, so I'll turn it over to Fletcher Henderson and his orchestra, a record made in November of 1927. It's a hot one. It's called Hop Off. Off is the name of that record by Fletcher Henderson and his orchestra, recorded for the Columbia label in November of 1927. And with that, it's time for me to shove off. That's the end of this edition of the Shellac Stack. I've had fun this hour. I hope you have too. I hope you found some records that you liked, and I hope we'll see you back here next time for more 78s. In the meantime, thanks so much for listening. Take care and 
，拜拜。